the worst title. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science Science AF. Okay, let's start. Ready? Science AF. Science is fuck. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho, and I'm Science as Fuck. I'm your host, Jesse Klein, and I'm Science as Fuck. We're here with uh, correspondent and returning guest, Brian Musil. I'm Brian Musil, and I'm stupid as fuck. (laughs) S-A-F. (laughs) S-A-F. No, you're not. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm pretty smart. He's pretty pretty smart. smart. Just no book smarts. Perhaps no, not uh, extremely knowledgeable in the ways of science. Oh, no. hilarious. That's okay. But you're curious. I'm curious. As are we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all bi-curious, and that's why I've brought you here today. <laughs> We're all going to explore each other's bodies. <laughs> this is a theme. But since it's an audio podcast... You won't know that. Just imagine that we're fondling each other for the next hour as we speak. Is that why in the email you sent me you said dress for fondling? <laughs> I said, make sure, wear the pants with the access door. <laughs> God, <laughs> I was about to ask for specifics about what fondling clothes are, and uh, I found out too quickly. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Specifics. <laughs> the crux of comedy. Um. We are going to talk uh, today. This is a movie spoiler episode. Our first movie spoiler episode. Yeah, uh, we're going to uh, talk about the beginning, middle, and end of a movie we like. Yep. And that uh, movie is something that came out a couple months ago and went away really fast, and not a lot of people saw it, even though it's really good. A movie that Sony didn't believe in so much they sold it immediately to Netflix. <laughs> A movie starring Natalie Portman and uh, uh, who's it? Oscar Isaacs is in Oscar it. Isaacs, so like two of the hottest people. stars. Um, it's pretty good. It's called Annihilation. You might not have heard of it. It should be coming out on Netflix pretty soon. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear spoilers, um, we'll turn off, go watch it on Netflix, come back. Or just uh, keep listening because who gives a fuck if you know the ending of a movie before you see it? Unless you're in Europe and then it's already been out for several months. Cause what, on Netflix? Yeah, that's what happened. So uh, basically this movie is based off of a book by the same title. And uh, it is directed by the guy who did Ex Machina, uh, Alex Garland. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is another great... Sci- if you like science fiction, uh, I can't recommend Ex Machina enough. Um, and Yeah, so that's one of my favorites uh, from... What was it? Two- 2015, maybe? Like something like that. Yeah, uh, it was really good. And uh, so, so the book is very weird and very existential and very... Annihilation? Op- yeah, and very open-ended. And uh, Alex Garland liked it al- so much that he read it once... And said, I'm going to write a script based off of this. And then wrote a script um, based off of that book. And uh, he wanted it to be weird and open-ended and scientific. And uh, he wanted to leave the audience feeling uncomfortable, basically. And the studio was like, no, you can't do that. And Ooh, 
I should have read this Wikipedia before. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a novel, but it's a novel by Jeff Vandermeer. Yep. But it's also the first in a series of three. I've read all three. The Southern Reach trilogy. Yep. Is Alex Garland going to give us more of this movie uh, series? I mean, I don't know. Uh, the, the first the one was Annihilation so, Universe. The first one was so unsuccessful. You, they'd almost have to. Uh, um, but basically, Sony wanted it to be... Sony thought it would alienate crowds, and Alex Garland said, that's kind of the point. I want the audience to feel uncomfortable. And Sony said, okay, well, we don't believe in this. We will not. We will spend as little money as possible on marketing. And outside of the United States, they sold it to Netflix, uh, and Netflix got it immediately. Like so, when Which it was when is it, a perfect place for it, because uh, Netflix has tons of weird sci-fi and horror movies you've never heard of, and some of them are pretty good. Yeah. And they have infinite uh, money for development, apparently. I d where does that money come from? No one knows. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, when it came out in the United States, a week later, it was then made available everywhere in Europe, uh, outside of the United States. So also Asia and Antarctica and Africa. Uh, that's all the places. Moon. That's a, uh, the majority of our listeners are in Europe, Asia, or Africa. So Shout out to you guys. You, do, you can watch it. <laughs> Hello. We will now say hello to you in every one of your languages. <laughs> bon voyage. Nope. Already, <laughs> already screwed up. <laughs> uh, so all three of us have seen this movie. Uh, I, I think I've seen the whole movie the most. Uh, I've seen it now seven times. Okay, I've seen it three times. Brian's, Brian's seen, seen it many. I've seen it a lot of times. Uh, tell us about your uh, ritual. Your Should watching I? ritual. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, I, I'm first. Let me open by saying I'm very poor. <laughs> I don't have I don't have ArcLight money, uh, so I've watched it online several times. But I usually skip the beginning and the middle, and I just watch <laughs> starting with uh, Oscar Isaac's monologue, and then the what's her name's uh, monologue, and then the whole end dance thing. Ventress. And I fall asleep to it. Ventress, yeah, yeah. I, I fall asleep to it most nights for the past couple of months <laughs> uh it hasn't been good for me it's fucked my sleep up uh, do you have weird dreams yeah. about becoming an alien if you know what the third act of this movie is uh which we will get to we'll get into it uh that makes brian a certified <laughs> psychopath like yeah i yeah it's not well, a i mean i fall asleep to ca cartoons like futurama um it's not a lot different than that oh maybe it's slightly more it's a little different yeah psychopathic. I, just, I, yeah. I, I enjoy oscar isaac's southern accent <clears throat> That he doesn't have at the beginning of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I find it very weird. And then just like, I thought I was a man. It's just like, it, it's kind of funny to me now, <laughs> even though it's not funny in the context of the movie. <clears throat> can you and give then, us the, the, the speech? I could do the whole speech. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, I used to have a laugh. People called me Kane. Um, and are, then the, are the, you the, the visuals of the last like 30 minutes um, are just crazy to me, and I freak me they, the fuck they out. They fucking they it's like a modern dance recital right? <laughs> when yeah. she's dancing with the alien, and yeah, yeah, um, uh, they freak me so so much out. So watch the movie in its entirety, I think twice. Yeah, but you've watched the third act countless times. Countless times, uh, like a psychopath. I fall asleep. You know what I fall asleep to is uh, uh, two thousand one to two thousand four episodes of Love Line. Oh yeah, that's just good. Oh, uh, really? I just listen to that. Yeah, like I just I found a I found a channel that has like every episode of Love Line on it, 
and I just put that on, and I, I fall asleep to the dulcet tones of uh, Ace Rock Hola and, uh, and Doc, Dr. Dr. Drew, Drew and yeah. uh, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Yeah. And... And then the yep. mighty, mighty boss tones. Teenage girls calling and talking about the horrible things that have happened to them. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what, that might be more psychopathic than listening to Annihilation. I think you were mis- a lot of A lot of love line is, like, teenage girls talking about, like, why asking, like, why do boys have boners? <laughs> uh, or, like, 23-year-old women being like, I have six children and I want to stop, but I still want to have sex. And Adam Carolla being like, oh, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Carolla kind of sounds like um, like Paul Lind from Boston, right? <laughs> Isn't he kind of? Was Paul Lind on the band Boston? No, Paul Lind was the guy who was Templeton. Yeah, I know who Paul Lind. <laughs> no, but doesn't Adam Carolla kind of sound like Paul Lind? How would that from, like, sound? East Coast? I don't know. I'm trying to. Adam Carolla's from the Valley. But he says he's got. He's I got, got to park the car in the garage. <laughs> 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 Guys, Chacho tried pa- tried Paul Lind from Boston first time. Success. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nailed it. No one can top that. <laughs> no, Adam Carolla's like, hey, how's it going? That it's was me, my Adam, Adam Carolla. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that was my Adam Carolla <laughs> impression. Hi, I'm Adam Carolla. He kind of he mm, he sounds a lot more like Paul Lind to me. <laughs> uh. Poland, not an annihilation. annihilation. <laughs> um, but we we should mention some other people. There's some other great actors. Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, is awesome yeah, as great. sort of the uh, leader of the group that mm-hmm. goes in. Gina Rodriguez uh, is great. She's the one that goes crazy, right? Uh, yeah. She goes yeah, crazy yeah, pretty really early on. She's Tessa, the paramedic. Yeah. Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson is she the um, Valkyrie? Who's the uh, the black woman who walks away into the forest <laughs> and becomes a tree? Yes, that is Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. She was good. T- Nuva Novotny. Yeah, everyone was good in it. There's nobody. Yeah, uh, I I thought especially like the character of Shepard. I've watched this seven times, and like the character of Shepard, increasingly, gets more and more interesting to me. Say who that is. Uh, that's uh, Tuva Novotny. Uh, she plays Cass Shepard, who uh, is the... Eaten uh, by the bear. Yes, but she's the person who is like... Uh, she was an Eat, Pray, Love. She's been in a lot of like things not in the United States. Uh, she, I believe she's Swedish. Yeah, she was born in Stockholm. Uh, she's fantastic in this movie. Oh, she she turns into the bear, kind of. Well, mm, the bear mm, sort of the bear absorbs absorbs, absorbs some of her uh, absorbs DNA. Her last yeah. moments. Um, yeah, uh, and like she's so likable. Like immediately, like she and everyone on the cast like are so bonded. It's very, it's just a very interesting, understated performance. Get that dove cat. <laughs> We've got doves flying up above us and cats <laughs> trying to get doves to eat them. That cat is gonna get that bird and break it down into its p- smallest p- parts. Smallest parts until not one part remains. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Uh, you want to get into the movie? Yeah. It, so uh, the movie is a uh, immediately. Uh, it is a. Uh, it is the character of uh, Natalie Portman. She goes by Lena in the. Um, in the book, she's just called the biologist. Uh, 
Uh, and she, her husband disappears. Her Oscar hus- Isaac. Her husband disappears. After six months, she stops trying to find him or figure out where she where he is, which I always find is interesting. Like it's That's pretty quick. This movie takes place a year after he disappears, uh, through a lot of flashbacks, and it's the entire movie is a flashback of her character talking to Benedict Wong uh, about their experiences inside this shimmer. Um, yeah, so um, her husband is in the Army. Armed Forces Army, mm-hmm. and he disappears. She stops looking for him after six months. Yeah. Well, she she knew he was leaving. Yeah, she, she knew he was leaving, leaving. and, and th- you, 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 know, you learn later that she kind of knew he might not come back because he was like... He, he was weird about it. He was very weird about it. It it seems like this is kind of typical. Like, he might be, you know, Green Beret or something like that. Like, he, he goes on special missions. Yeah, it yeah, sounds she, like you, th- you he might be going to Afghanistan on some secret mission and possibly getting killed, as, yeah. as yeah, far she, as you know, at well the she, beginning. She seems to, to be aware that he might be gone, or like he has been gone before and she hasn't known where he's went. Where he's went? Uh... Where but he it went. doesn't seem Where like this is like went. the first time that he's gone and not given her information on it. Like she knows that he does top secret shit. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of resigned to the fact that he might just disappear yeah, someday. Come, yeah. Never come back. But after six months, she has decided she's going to start painting the bedroom and give up on. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Give up on searching for him. Uh, listen to some Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, <laughs> and. Uh, and then he walks in the door. Yeah. It was Which, a year, right? Yeah, it was after a year. After a year, he walks in the door, and, and he's weird. It's kind of weird also that she would give up after six months because then once he does come back and he's like gets sick, she goes so hard the other way, and then she's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to go do this suicide mission because I owe him. Yeah, I mean, that's... And it only took six months for her to be like, oh, fuck it. That's one of the most interesting lines in the movie is they they ask her why she would go on what is assuming a suicide mission, and she says... It's because she owes him, not because she loves her husband. It's because she owes him, which is just more kind of interesting character work for her. Yeah, I wonder. They don't really get into why she owes him, do they? I don't. I uh, I think I think it's because she feels guilty about the affair. Oh, because she cheated on him. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah, with the. With the coworker, another professor. The co-worker, other uh, professor. His name is Daniel. Uh, he's played by David Gassi. Uh, uh, yeah. So at the beginning, she's trying to decide, kind of, if she wants to. Her husband's gone, and she's like, maybe I should start with this dude. But then she's like, no, I'm not going. Who's to. also married, right? Yeah, he is also married. There's there's a really interesting scene where they kind of hint at an affair and then throw you off the scent of the affair at the same time mm-hmm. where she's having a conversation with this guy and he's like, Hey, you should get out some more, some and like have fun. And like he touches her on the arm, which seems very like informal and intimate for two colleagues to have. Yeah. And then he says like, yeah, me and my wife want to invite you to a barbecue. We have every month or something like that. And then it's like, Oh, I guess, it's not an affair. He's inviting you to a uh, event with his wife. Like you wouldn't do that if you were having an affair. But yeah, but a, then she like recoils and freaks out and is weird about it. It's a it's a double turn on it. Um, what we find out is that Kane, uh, her husband, 
was sent into an anomaly that is called uh, the Shimmer. It is uh, originating out of a lighthouse uh, in the Florida Keys that got hit by a uh, space debris. Some space debris fell to Earth. So, yeah, like it looks like a little uh, meteor hit the lighthouse. Yeah. And then this weird sort of visual force field that shimmers it looks started like to grow around the white uh, around the lighthouse it looks like a bubble like the the kind of distortion that like a like a, yeah an oil a detergent bubble budgel, yeah like yeah. a budgel a detergent budgel yeah detergent budgel it looks really cool it look yeah it looks great you can see faces in it every once in a while uh, they call it the shimmer they show it to her and they're like well did they tell well, her this well, is where your we, husband we went did, we skipped over uh Kane coming home. He gets yeah. Uh, he comes home. He came home and got. It doesn't seem to really know where he came from. He seems like very conf- or it did, I guess on on second viewing, he seemed less confused. But uh, or not, he seemed less. What am I trying to say? He seemed confused, but then when you watch it again, it seems more like he just he's um not withholding information. Like he generally doesn't know. That didn't make any sense either. Yeah. Well, um, no, like he has no memory. Well, I think yeah, like I, I, okay. So the first time I was like, "Oh, he's trying to he's trying to not tell her where he went." I think he legitimately doesn't know. No, he doesn't. He's a baby. Yeah, like yeah. he he has existed probably for uh, at most he's existed a, for like a month at that point. Or yeah, something. so so only like the top side could be several months, and he's walked out of the shimmer, and all he has known is to find Lena, and that's it. That's all he was told. Well, didn't you say something about oh, I saw I saw you and in I the recognized bed. you? But that was literally five minutes before. Like oh, yeah. he's talking about because it's another great misdirect that you get uh, from watching it. And uh, helicopter, we picking that up? I can hear the helicopter. Can you guys hear the helicopter? Probably. Uh, we're we're recording in uh, outdoor on a patio in beautiful Silver Lake. It's very peaceful. Uh. We get a great misdirect where he says, I saw you in the room with the bed and the look on Lena's face and she like stops touching him for a second is that she thinks that he caught her cheating on him. Mm -hmm. But he is literally talking about five minutes before where he walks up the stairs and sees her in the bedroom. Like he's. Yeah. The first thing he can remember is when he saw her a couple minutes ago. Yeah. And you learn later that when they get in the shimmer, it fucks with your memory, too. It fucks with everything. Um, so, yeah, they take her. They find. Oh, he gets sick. Yeah. And on the way to the hospital, she just thinks he's, like, got the flu or something or whatever it is. Cancer, maybe. And on the way to the hospital. The flu or cancer. Or yeah, one of those. <laughs> a cold or. Something in that short window. AIDS. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, on the way to the hospital, the army, like. Uh, overtakes the ambulance and like brings them to the army hospital and basically arrests her. She doesn't know why. Well, they, they detain her. They detain well, her. Well, they incapacitate her with a uh, injection. Oh, that's right. And yeah, she wakes up. Oh, yeah. She wakes up in an awkward pose on a bed and immediately throws up. And then we meet Doctor Ventress, who is like this Jennifer Jason Lee, who is this cold, fucking bad, badass lady. Yeah. She is. She's all business. She's, she is all business mm. and like zero emotion, all cold. Like, she is just 
results oriented and that's it basically she seems like she doesn't have a boss yeah like she's in charge yeah she's in charge of this because uh you know they're saying that like if they don't figure out what this alien shimmer is it might take over the entire united states so she's basically has or the world so she she has uh free reign to do what anything she can to stop it or at least learn about it yeah um and uh the cool thing is it, there's a there's a cool flip where Lena is she's like you can't keep me here this is illegal blah 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 and Jennifer Jason Lee is so cool because she knows that as soon as she tells her as, as soon as she shows her what's going on yeah she's going to be like on board yeah. yeah so she's not worried at all she's like I'm going to sue you I'm going to get out of here whatever you can't yeah, hold she's like, me she's I, like I want to see my lawyer she's like, just you're wait not lawyer. you're yeah. not going to see a lawyer and then you know she she eventually fills her in on what's going on and and lena's like oh okay well that makes sense uh, th- this this makes sense why you <laughs> had to drag me in here yeah yeah and we get uh yeah we it's revealed that lena is being held and kane are being held on this observation station uh which is there it's like the base of scientific oper- operations for like seeing what's going on in the shimmer and we hear that like they have sent drones into the shimmer they have sent military teams into the shimmer they have sent animals into the shimmer from both air land and sea and none of them have come back except for one person and that is kane uh and so it's a big deal that he's back. It's a big deal that he has catastrophic organ failure. Basically, his body is rejecting everything about itself. Uh, and that is why he is dying. It's not a cold or cancer. He dead. It's not it's not AIDS or the flu. Or the flu or even uh <laughs> food poisoning. He's having shimmer withdrawals. Yeah, he's got the shims. <laughs> the shimmies. Yeah. And uh Delirium shimmers. And then we get introduced to uh, the rest of the cast, which is uh, Gina Rodriguez, who's playing Anya uh, Torrenson, who is a paramedic from Chicago. We get Tessa Thompson, who is a physicist who just finished her like degree and got drafted immediately. Um, and uh, Tuva Novotny, who's playing Cass Shepard, and she is a geologist uh, specializing in, like, gravity. So I guess a electrical geologist, something like that. I forget what the specific term is. Uh, she did call it something, but I don't remember what it was. She basically uh, tests gravitational phenomena. And she, says it's a, she says testing the shimmer is like trying to test a hurricane with glitter or something like that. Yeah. And we find out that they're all... Uh, set to go into the shimmer uh, in six days. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Natalie Portman uh, does not reveal that K- they start talking about Kane like one person came back, but he's screwed up. Natalie Portman does not reveal that Kane is her husband. Right. Uh, because at that moment, it, that's the moment she decides that she's going to go inside the shimmer as well. And she thinks that it will kind of. If they know that Kane is her husband, it will it will compromise her to this group. Yeah, and they also realize, or she realizes when she's talking to them, why they brought her here. And obviously, the whole plan all along was to have her go in with the team. 
Yeah. But they're trying to wait for her to basically Ask. volunteer. Yeah. And she does. Yeah. And the team is going to be led by Jess, Je, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Dr. Ventress, who we find out later is dying of cancer. She gives a reason for why she's going in. She goes, she says, you know, I send people in and I never see them come back. I need, I need to know. She's like, I need to know what is when in I that lighthouse. To, yeah. Uh, so that's when the movie starts, really. Uh, is Break into Act 2. Yeah. Uh, where they walk into the Shimmer and without even touching it first. Yeah. Like, that yeah. Always made, like they just walk in, like, put you put a hand to it or something first. Also, like, in retrospect, they could have had hazmat suits or something. They, th- they have yeah. no idea what's inside. That's it true, could yeah. be just yeah. radiation. It could just, it could sure. the, reason, the reason why nothing comes back is because it is a they radiation They could just immediately nightmare. burn to death. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they could have sent more uh, people. Uh, tools in or, you know, measuring. Or like a chain of people with like 10 feet ropes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, there's that. Or, or, you know, just, you know, radiation sensors, Geiger counters, like. And just stick it, stick your hand in with a Geiger counter. Yeah. And then bring your hand back out. Well, I guess it has been two years. I guess those were the early stages. They've gone through that. Yeah, I guess. The Ventures is just like. Let's jog through. Let's just yeah. Through. I mean, they. It seems like they didn't know anything about it. Like they have no measurements from it. I guess they said they sent in some uh, instruments and they they never come back. They never come back. So yeah. I guess they they haven't measured anything about it. I would like to see a movie that is just this movie, but they send in a hundred people <laughs> instead of five. And then they just come back in, in a giant mass. Uh, yeah, one, it's one just big, one, one giant, giant blob, a cura blob with a hundred faces. Yeah. Because, like... The hero with a hundred faces. So... And then immediately shit hits the fan. Well, yeah. Well, what happens is we get treated with a flashback. There are a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Uh, we get treated to a flashback uh, where it's revealed that uh, Lena has been cheating on it. We see uh, Natalie Portman having a real orgasm uh, on set. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And it's revealed that it's with that uh, with the, the professor coworker, yeah. And I, uh, and then it comes back from the flashback, and it is her in her tent, uh, like all of her like stuff laid out very neatly, and she exits the tent, and she doesn't remember how she got there. Yeah, she's very disoriented. She finds the other members of the team. And they don't remember how they got there either. They the only thing they remember is entering into the shimmer, and by and counting by counting how many rations that have gone, they can deduce that they've been gone for four days already. Yep. So they walk in and they immediately lose four days. Yeah. They don't know what they did, but um. And there are a lot of theories that they died. Oh really? And that and yeah. What the, they're. That that the rest of the movie, what we are seeing is like reconstructions of Lena and all of the all of the members of this team oh, that have so kind like of been created inside the, the Shimmer. Their DNA just immediately dissolves and is reformed. Yeah, with that's parts, an interesting theory. With parts yeah, of themselves. I mean, so so we 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 come to learn. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead, but the, the, it's a lot of it has a lot to do with DNA and about. Uh, it, the uh, genetic uh, construction of all living, all life, uh, yeah, plants and animal life, and um, what would happen if out of control mutation or, or even not even mutation, but mixing of 
genetics happened uh, on a, a large scale level. Yeah, we, what we find out is that the shimmer basically refracts everything, uh, which is why, which is why no signals can leave the shimmer is because they're just bouncing off and being refracted back in on themselves. Yeah, w- which is a, a real pseudoscience way of saying things because uh, refraction has a v- true meaning if you're talking about light and radio waves. Yes. It doesn't have any meaning when you talk about genetic structure. Uh, they're using it metaphorically Yes. Uh, in terms of genetic structure. Now, we, I, I do want to get into some scientific guesses for what's actually going on. But but let's let's keep going because they the first thing they notice I think is that one plant has the flowers of thirty different species on it. Yes, there there's a single plant that is expressing uh, multiple species traits. And she's like, "This is impossible. This is as if this plant has DNA from thirty, fifty, whatever, a hundred different." plants in it and that can't happen yeah uh then we meet mr alligator yeah the first jump scare of the film yeah alligator shark alligator shark it comes after them and it has uh the way sharks have multiple rows of teeth uh this alligator also has that uh and it's almost it's a little bit um it's mostly alligator shape, but it's a little bit shaped like a shark in that it's fatter. Yeah, and it's big. Its feet almost kind of look like flippers. I don't, it, it didn't really have any fins, but it yeah, uh, it was kind of a shark-shaped alligator in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, they which is a nightmare combination. Uh, she she kills the fuck out of it with way too many machine gun bullets because I don't care if it is an alligator shark. Ye- she shoots like a hundred machine gun bullets, and those are big bullets yeah. into its head, into its and brain. it's still like going. Rah, rah. I'm yeah. like, a few of those bullets would have done the trick. We lead, later see three bullets kill a bear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, go through a bear's head. The first three would have shredded that alligator shark, but she still unloads a hundred into its head. But yeah, that's okay. It was exciting. Um, and we get to see this. We get Doctor Ventress, who is a doctor. Asks if it's possible that a shark and an alligator crossbred. Fucked. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and then Lena has to say, like, no, that's not how speciation works. <laughs> like, Dr. Ventress is a doctor. Like, even though she's not a biologist, I feel like... She should know that. Like, people know that, like, dogs can't fuck birds. Like... <laughs> yeah. But we can try to make them. We could. Well, we could try, and we do. Uh, <laughs> one day I'll get my hawk Labrador. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What else? So there's a lot of cool uh, funguses growing around. There's we get little fish, exotic flowers, fish that look like, uh, like almost s- like lizards. Yeah. So oh, little little deer things with uh, flowers growing oh, on their deer horns with or their antlers. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first. Um, a mammal to yeah, plant cross, cross cell, cross cell breed or, or whatever. Well, and I mean, I guess we first see it with fungus, which are closer to animal uh, cells than uh, plant cells are, because we see yeah the, the, the a gu- third group. The we see the group that went in previously, uh, that was Kane's group. Uh, we find a uh, camera, kind of uh, memory card, and they play it. And Kane, uh, they are cutting open a uh, 
a soldier. A, a soldier, and his intestines are moving around. Well, he also like, like he's snakes. not this like the soldier's down to get cut open. Yeah, like he's not struggling about it or fighting well, or anything. He's yeah, like, he wants to because because his his tummy's moving around yeah. like snakes are in there, yeah. and then they cut him open, and it looks like there's snakes in there, but it's his intestines. Yeah. Um, and then fucking Kane puts his hand in it and just like holds one, and it moves, and it, like, over, moves over, his over hand. it. It's fucking gross looking. Uh, in in between this, we've been getting flash forwards to Lena talking uh, to the scientists, and it's our first instance of seeing the wandering tattoo, uh, which I don't I don't completely understand. We see that Lena has an infinity tattoo uh, on her left arm. Which also Kane has in the video, and the corpse of the guy who gets his stomach cut open when we see him in the pool, that corpse also has the infinity tattoo. Uh, it also has Kane's bear tattoo, and we later see the paramedic also has that tattoo. Uh, oh wow! All, all I didn't catch that. All in the same spots. Does uh, she have the tattoo before she goes in? Uh, no. We we don't see don't think it. So. Uh, I guess if we are going, if we are going by timeline, the paramedic would or the or the soldier would have had to have had the tattoo first, because he was already in the shimmer. Uh huh. And, and the shimmer sort of put it on the other people. And the but why would the paramedic outside of the shimmer have it? Well, she we don't see her outside of the shimmer. Have oh, it. oh. It's okay. once she is in the shimmer. It's uh, once she is uh, upstairs in the house, we see that she has the tattoo as well, uh, and we see that Lena has the tattoo. In the future, uh, when she's t- when she's talking to the scientists, that's it. A further uh, a, a growing of the metaphor of refraction, because yeah. even if your DNA was being switched, you a specific uh, detail of pattern on your skin yeah. would not be unless <laughs> would not be transferred. Even unless, if there was some mechanism to transfer DNA going on, unless it was a bear birthmark and and a bear <laughs> like. Uh, an infinity birthmark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird detail. A well, this tattoo. is some. This is a detail that comes from the book. In the book, it is not, it is not limited to plant and animal cells, but all atomic stuff as well. So in the book, like for instance, they get attacked. They don't get attacked, but they see an animal that is the size and shape of a giant cell phone. Like uh, oh yeah cool so like it, it like the animal has taken the expression of what made a cell phone look like a cell phone and it which which in hindsight sounds really goofy and dumb yeah uh but it is uh because again if if it's a DNA thing that makes no sense why uh, a, a technology thing it's yeah everything is mixing but. Um, you don't believe in cellophones? <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in cell phone cells? Yeah. Cellophones never. Cellophones never forget. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so my my scientific brain is trying to was trying to figure out what if this happened, what might be happening? Yeah. And it, it seems to be a lot like a virus. Um, what a, a virus is is a small piece of DNA that is it coats itself in a little shell and flies around and injects itself into some other animal and and uses that d- to animal to that animal's dna uses that animal's dna to make and copies cells. of itself yeah um and viruses can be used in gene editing to sort of go in 
and uh, insert pieces of DNA into other animals. So my idea was that th this shimmer was causing everything to sort of um, was causing your cell your cells to like disintegrate into the air. Like think about like a pollen or something coming off of you that yeah. consisted of your DNA. I mean, we're and it hits a tree. And that tree then absorbs your DNA and starts taking the form of a human person. Um, that, uh, you know, like a shark and an alligator DNA spored off and they cross into each other. And yeah. That is theoretically a way that maybe this could happen. Uh, although not with the cell phone stuff, not with the tattoo stuff. Yeah, we're constantly giving off DNA because, like, uh, skin cells. Like, we're always shedding skin cells. Uh uh, and like hair and stuff like that. So like, there's mm -hmm. from a scientific point, like if it is if it was just biological information that was being transferred, uh, that I think does work. Because uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's I don't think we're giving we're not shedding skin cells like pollen or spores, but uh, no. And if you get someone else's skin cells on you, you don't. Uh, suddenly grow their well no but eyebrows. like if, if we're assuming if we're assuming that like the shimmer has made it so the things that make you are less so yeah uh and are are more malleable then like it's possible that like right now we're you can't see us but we're all sitting on each other's laps <laughs> uh it's possible that we're we, in full fondle right yeah, now. yeah <laughs> we're full fondle uh and uh my access flap has now moved to the back <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like we could, uh, other than the DNA we're sharing, uh, uh, that's obvious. We could also be sharing uh, skin cell DNA. Yeah. So like, if this was true, it'd be like the three of us would then leave, and people would be like, "Oh, those three were fucking because they all look more like each other." Like you, it'd be if you do. You that'd be great if if you fuck someone and you 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 start to look a little bit more like yeah. them. Uh, man, I'd look like some like ugly would, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. oh no. that's a dig on everyone I've was, ever fucked. I was thinking the opposite. I'd be like, I'd look a lot better. <laughs> uh, I'd probably look the same. <laughs> Brian's a narcissist. You, you just, he only fucks yeah. fuck women people that, that look, look like, like, you. like me. Or yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mostly fuck myself, so I look exactly. more and more like me every, every day. day. <laughs> every three hours. It would make, it would, it would make <laughs> affairs impossible. Yeah, like you would yeah, that's like true. cheat on your wife and then where go did you home. get that tattoo? <laughs> where did you get that <laughs> tattoo? Uh, I swear I was just in the same room with her and she shared her skin cells. <laughs> I shook her hand because we worked together. She sneezed on me. We just walked into the shimmer for a minute, <laughs> and then four days went by. Who knows what happened in those four days? <laughs> okay, uh, then so yeah. So then they all start kind of going. Well, the paramedic starts going a little crazy. Yeah, and wants to get out. Well, well, no. First, what happens is they they start they they see that video and the movie shifts tone after that video. It goes from being like a science fiction kind of what's going on to it starts becoming a sci-fi horror movie. A horror yeah. yeah. Uh, where, um, where we come upon the guy who got cut open and he is this kind of resplendent display of m multiple fungus that I think at first started breaking him down and then just joined with him because like fungus eats dead material and so in this world where when you get a like access to other material you start joining it so it kind of just became one entity yeah so he fully turned into a 
fungus tree. Yeah, this like this beautiful skull mushroom man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would not like if I moved into that place. I would not take that down. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's yeah, it looks real good. I mean, it's terrifying, the, but it's this, pretty. The skull, like fifteen feet detached from the body, is kind of terrifying. Yeah. I'd maybe like throw a lampshade over that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of it is Just fine. Just a lampshade. Up. <laughs> hey, 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 what's dude. under the lampshade? Hey, uh, don't look. Don't look. Hey, dude, why is there a lampshade in your pool? Nah, it's just covering the top of the skull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then they go into sort of uh, full defense army mode. They're like, we have we'll to take protect shifts. ourselves because yeah. the people who were here before us are dead. And they have like watch times of like shifts that they had to, to watch during the night and. Uh, we get we get treated to another Lena flashback, where she's like, she's telling the guy that she's having an affair with, like, I don't want to see you anymore, and he's like, you know, it's not it's not that you hate me, it's that you, you hate yourself, and she's like, no, I just hate you. <laughs> like, it's it's great. We get such a fucking cliche line, and they immediately just go like, no, I hate you. No, it's you. Um, it is a cliche line, but it, it does sort of. Uh, well, it makes sense to her character. She she does sort of have a low self-esteem about herself and her path and what she wants to do. Well, in the next scene, so bas- she looks at she looks at DNA uh or she looks at some some cells uh that she's picked up and she sees that there is another cell. It doesn't look like a virus. It just looks like another animal cell that is kind of uh that is uh joining with the cells that exist already and then creating a completely new cell structure. Wasn't it her own through meiosis? DNA? Not yet. This oh, is okay, just okay. this is just a uh, this is just cells that she picked up. I think we saw her pick it up out of like a pond or something like that. Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah. And That's that and that basically it is it is mitosis mixed with meiosis where like the outside cell comes in and joins with the host cell. And then splits into two, much like how uh, how a virus would work, except instead it's just two regular healthy cells that just are of different things. Yeah, um, which doesn't happen which, outside the shimmer. Yeah, which does which two is, two unrelated cells would not join and split. Would not join their genetic or their genetic material and then split. Do cells actually both. cells don't join? They just split. Well, that's why I'm saying it's a mix of meiosis and my like uh, yeah, it's okay. sexual and asexual reproduction. Yeah. kind of mixed together. Um, she then wakes up. She then sees that Ventress is like down by or uh, Shepard wakes up and says like I'm terrified too, but I'm just not showing it like everyone else. And he's like I'm probably more freaked out, but I'm not showing it like anyone else. Um, and, uh, we kind of skipped over an earlier conversation where Shepard says like, well, why'd you join here? Everyone's kind of running mm-hmm. from stuff. We find out that the, um, the paramedic was an alcoholic, uh, that, uh, the physicist, uh, cut herself and that, uh, Shepard lost a daughter and, uh, and therefore lost her husband as well. And, uh, Everyone's kind of running from something who's in the shimmer. Yeah. Um, well, and, and wait, is Shepard the main character from Arrival? Uh, Shepard's the main character from Arrival. Right. Uh-huh. She lost. She lost her daughter and her husband. Yeah, but that's in the future past. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, let's get uh, into Arrival. Let's, so. let's start talking about Arrival. Uh, no. Uh, then, then uh, we see that uh, Lena goes down, talks to uh, Ventress. 
and Ventress talks about this kind of theme that has been talked about throughout the movie in flashbacks, this idea of self-destruction. That uh, anything alive uh, with cells kind of has coded in self-destruction. That cells aren't supposed to age. Like, that is a mutation. Like, there's no, there's no reason for a cell to age other than a mutation that happened, you know, years and years ago in the primordial soup. It's kind of that's kind of true. It's not. It's it's kind of true, and exactly it's exactly kind of true. Um, there there is a reason for cell uh, for cells to not uh, split infinitely. Yeah, they, they have a, a finite number of times they can uh, split and t- turn into new cells. But um, there are things like um, jellyfish that don't age and might, as far as we know, might be thousands of years old. Yeah, because there's there's a certain type of jellyfish. Telomerase. Telomerase? Yeah. What's that's that? well that's not the type of jellyfish, but that's the that's, that's the cell that's word. the cell that uh basically tells you th- that's the aging cell. Like and that like yeah. that's the thing that they're dealing with like geneticists are dealing right now with like basically seeing if we can live forever is by messing with telomerase. Yeah, so this particular jellyfish I read about it be- it becomes an adult and then at some point when it gets old, its cells go back to it's nymph uh adolescent form so it's th- it's as if you're an old man and then you shed your skin and you're a teenager again and then it grows to be an adult and then it becomes a teenager and then it grows to be an adult and mm-hmm. there's no way it can it can get eaten or hit by a bus if there's a bus in the ocean hit by a jelly bus <laughs> hit by a jelly bus but uh these things can uh, theoretically live forever because they just keep remaking themselves um yeah, we're you know we're already we've been talking for a long time. Um, let's let's uh, skip a little bit. We don't have to hit every ex- exact yeah, there's, point. There's a bear. It eats so shepherd. There's the bear monster eats shepherd, and then comes back and has her voice, which is creepy as fuck. Yes, and we've got this theory from the physicist where basically, as the bear was consuming shepherd, it consumed a piece of her as it was eating her and the part and that's of the part of shepherd that lived on is the part of her that is getting eaten by a bear forever uh, you also you also learn this right after the paramedic goes crazy and ties them all up and is about to cut them open and they're kind of coincidentally saved by the bear yeah saved by the bear great tv show yeah there's like which, a, which, a lot going on and, at and this point but this is also pseudoscience because it's almost as if her uh, her soul is also being refracted into the bear. Um, and I don't believe that a soul is actually a thing that exists. It's just kind of a metaphor we use um, for our consciousness. So even if your DNA was transferred to another thing, your consciousness wouldn't be. But anyway, we are uh, giving them much leeway because it's... a uh, a fun sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. Even That's though it doesn't make like it doesn't really make sense. And I mean, you can you can kind of like lot of like you can blah, rationalize. Blah, you can blah 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 it. through it by the fact that it is an alien doing this, and that it could break everything we know as far as science goes. Like it's right. ba- it's ba- it could be ma- like you know uh, the whole Thor thing where like if a if like technology is so far advanced to a uh, less technological like culture, then it just looks like magic. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I just define magic as something that happens that you don't know how it happened. Yeah. So there's a lot of magic in Where'd this. Where'd that bunny come from? Um, eventually, magic can be uh, studied and explained, and then it becomes science. Yeah. And also, I think that this is sort of, if, if you think of it, it's, it's an alien thing or something from outer space. It, when you say alien, it sounds like it's, you know, a, a, a thing with a big head and eyes. No, I mean, it's, but just it's more not like from a Earth. thing from the cosmos. And you can kind of uh, you can kind of extrapolate that these things might fall on planets all over the place and help life form because what they do is they you know they mix things together. And yeah. You need a healthy mixture of uh, different types of. Uh, I mean, even when you say they, like it's, there's Ventress has that line when it's in her and she's like, I don't know what it wants or if it wants. Like it doesn't even seem to be a, yeah. a conscious yeah. thing. It's just. Yeah, it's it's like a a force from outer space that helps uh, uh, mutation happen, which creates a diversity of life. Diversity of life is is great and and is necessary for life to continue. Although, if you mix it in a blender, obviously, then you get scary ghost bears. Yeah, and shark alligators. Yeah, and so like to, to speed to speed things up, uh, the physicist becomes a tree. Uh, that that was. I, uh, well, a disappointing part in the movie for me. I thought they could have done something better with that. She just got, she just sort of like wanders into the forest and then disappears. And yeah. You, you, I, I would have kind of liked to see her like going, well, I'm turning into a tree. Yeah. Well, she, she has that great line where it's like, uh, like, uh, Shepard wanted to run from it. Uh, Ventress wants to study it and you want to fight it. I don't think I want to do any of that. And she just kind of walks away, which is another way of like talking about one of the one of the things that people think this movie is about is about depression and self-destruction, mm-hmm. like how you self-destruct in like your relationships. And she's basically describing the ways that people do. They, yeah, but she's also t- uh, the, another theme is which is uh, uh, similar is uh, the concept of. Uh, coming to terms with your own mortality yeah you know you're gonna die we all know we're gonna die not me they know what they're gonna die very soon and you can either fight it and still die or you can accept it and gracefully walk away into the trees and um become a forest or something that great robert frost boom (laughs) yeah i kind of wish they kind of like sped over that i think they could i would have liked to see her turning more you do see like leaves and like vines growing on her arm very briefly yeah but it happens so quick that i think it's easy to miss it and um yeah i think she could have just like turned into a tree i mean they they swing back between horror and sort of a you know an existential like psychological thriller back and forth well and sometimes it's just kind of like even there's a line in it where uh, Lena's talking to the scientists and they they she's describing what's going on and he says it's a nightmare and she says not not always like it, it's not always a nightmare because there there is nothing sinister about this force yeah like it's not trying to kill people it's not trying to do anything it is just there to mix the like mix mix everything everything yeah, yeah. and like like the deer with the foliage or whatever on their with the yeah flowers like, looks great yeah it's beautiful uh 
we get to and like I just want to point out foliage is a, is a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say foliage? It's foliage. Yeah. No, that's okay. I said foliage. Uh, <laughs> foliage. I love that bit. And, and I mean, we do get we do get more hints that it's more than genetic material being mixed going up to the lighthouse because we see sand, which is uh, glass, uh, being reformed into trees, crystalline trees, into these giant glass crystal trees. And sand does not have DNA. It is yeah. Again, this it is, is it is just a it's just sand. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you don't have sand DNA. It can't mix with tree DNA. So it's just everything. Like whatever this is is mixing everything together. Uh, and I, yeah, I can't even think of a a plausible scientific way to ta- I, to I, say like. A crystal gains the shape of a, a living thing, and I mean, anyway, other than the fact that like crystal is based off of these uh, structures that you could then, I guess, but like it would have to get the it would have to get the information. They talk about like the parts of your DNA that tells you like what your body is going to look like. Yeah, do you which, remember what that's called? Uh, that that called, was really cool. I think it's called a hunts. Um, there, there's it, one of one of your genes basically has a map of you, of what you look like, um, which is a true thing, I believe. Um, we can look it up. Um, but it, 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 it makes for a cool idea that if you take that shape and put that DNA into something else, such as a tree, it will grow in the shape of a human. Is it a hunts or a huntsman, something like that? Um, but we see that she then approaches the uh she approaches the lighthouse there are a bunch of skulls and ribs but not the same amount so <laughs> skulls and ribs from different bodies uh and uh and uh she goes in and what she sees is a skeleton a charred black skeleton with white all around it and a uh, video player pointing towards it. And this is where things get weird. We look at the video player, and it shows, at first, it shows kind of the group of soldiers with Kane, and then it shows the same amount of skulls and ribs outside the, outside the lighthouse, um, uh, arranged in the exact same way. Uh, and then it shows Kane uh, sitting down and kind of talking to the camera. Well, it shows the it, it, the process of second cane getting made, sort of. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Um, so there's two canes running around now in the video. Well, you don't you don't see that until the end. Yeah. You just see the womp 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 womp. What do you call that the, thing? The great soundtrack. Yeah. Womp 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 womp. That's the name of the theme song. And then you see like the stair staircase. Kind stairwell-ish of. thing that comes back uh, into the lighthouse and the second body thing very briefly and then it's Kane talking to the camera and he's, he was a man and he's basically saying like he doesn't know he doesn't know what he is anymore and he doesn't he's not sure if he is Kane anymore and he looks so. he looks up at the camera and says are you Kane and he says, you ever see a phosphorus grenade go off? <laughs> Better shield your eyes. It gets pretty bright. So so we're, we're led to believe that the 
original Cain is turning into something else, and then something else is turning into him at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And his mind is cut loose. Cut loose. My mind is so cut loose. So he cut pulls loose. the pin, blows himself up, and then as he's burning out, the second Kane steps into the frame of the video camera and turns to the camera. And walks away. And walks away. Uh, or no, she just shuts it off and, yeah. and then Ventress starts <laughs> screaming. Well, and also Kane... Kane tells second Kane, like, mm-hmm. if you can, find Lena. If you ever get out of here, find Lena. Yeah. And he says he will. And then we go down, and we see Ventress, and her face is all screwed up. Like, it's not, it's like... Featureless. All chrome and featureless. And, uh... That Jennifer Jason Lee in the hole. Yeah. She's mumbling about the end of days. Yeah, the end of days. So, I- I'm going to go back to genetics for just a second. Oh, I, yeah. I can't find... I don't know if it's um, understood that there's a, a gene for the human shape, but there are several genes that determine your face shape and your ear shape and your eye um, shape and color. So um, there's probably not one gene that tells us our entire body shape, but maybe a cluster of genes. Anyway, I forgot what they call them in the in the movie. Um, but uh. Back to Jennifer Jason Lee slowly turning into yeah. Uh, and then she an she energy bomb. she delivers the name of the she basically gives the physics uh, definition of what annihilation is, which is being broken down to your basic parts and then recreated into something else. Reassembled, yeah. Um, and uh, then she uh burns up and becomes this like a celestial body the abyss she becomes the alien from the abyss yeah turns into this blobby glowy thing yeah it's really pretty yeah it looks really good and it and it's trying to communicate with lena through uh edm (laughs) 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 uh yeah it has a really cool dj (laughs) yeah Um, in the background you see skrillex And uh, I don't know if it, it, when you say communicate, that again gives it sort of a consciousness. It it, it seems like it's just looking at her and mirroring her and not necessarily trying to have a conversation, but just trying to be her or trying to well, I'm, I'm talking when mimic it's, what, what I'm it talking sees. before before it's chrome her. Uh-huh. I think that I think very specifically that bum, 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 is Whomp. is it. Oh, you think that that's it's, it's it sounds I think I thought it, that was just the soundtrack. Do you think that the I aliens think, making I think that? that's the the alien making it that noise. It has its own Vox keyboard. I well I think it sounds too much like the um what do you call it? The Steven Spielberg movie, the dun, dun, Close dun, Encounters. Dun, dun. Yeah, it sounds it, it sounds too, like it it's almost like a toned different version of that and I think I think Garland is trying to make us think that it that it is trying to communicate or it is in the book if it speaks or makes any sort of i don't speech like sound the book is so weird man i don't remember if there's specifics to to that that part isn't even in the first book so uh well not to get off on a tangent but alex garland didn't read the second and third book right uh, Didn't he, I think I heard an interview with him. He, he read only the first one, and then he wrote it from memory. He didn't even like go back and reread it. I think he did read the second, third ones. Okay, yeah. But he did 
definitely rewrite the whole story. He didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an accurate adaptation. No, no it is it's an inspiration. Inspired, inspired by. But it is. It the is true story of the. There show. are a lot of changes, but it is still. You read the book and you have the same feeling that you do when you watch the movie. Um, and we see that you, this. You hear the blompa blompa in your head. When we see that this this uh, phantom thing. The space phantom thing takes blood from Lena and then creates a chrome copy of her that's a little bit taller. Uh, and uh, It also looks like a little like an alien from Close Encounters. Yeah. It's kind of gangly L- and lanky. And it is a skinny. Cr- and it's chrome. And Lena's first reaction is to grab her machine gun and shoot it yeah. a bunch of times. So like once again, uh, oh that looks cool, yeah. She's trying to fight it, and it like yeah it gets like these like the bullets just get turned into like these beautiful golden kind of like wings tendrils. behind it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, it knocks her out, and then they do this kind of beautiful. She dance. decides she wants to do a modern dance routine with it. Yeah, her. they they do a mirror they exercise. They start their Broadway act. Actually, uh, their black box theater in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they do this mirror exercise for a while. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful and terrifying. Like it is, it is legitimately sk- like the moment where, like she goes up against She's the door, trying to escape through the door, and she passes out and stumbles, and it does the exact same movements, and then like does the same fall to the ground that she does. Yeah, which is, is the moment she realizes how to beat it in a sense yeah uh, quote unquote beat it because when when she's trying to run out the door the thing tries to run out the door too and smashes her and almost kills her into the door yeah but it it doesn't seem to be trying to kill her no it's it's just just mirroring what she realizes when she falls down is you can see like on her face she's like oh it's not trying to hurt me it's just trying to do whatever i do yeah so then she starts doing this routine and and uh and sort of controlling it like a puppet and she's like now I know how to control it. And she, she gives it a She walks grenade. over to the chrome grenade where you can see, or the phosphorus grenade, where you can see its chrome vagina, or vulva, excuse me. And <laughs> what, the, the, uh, the alien monster thingy? Yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't see its vulva. Oh, uh, you, if you're looking for it, you can see it. Uh, and, uh, and as she hands it the phosphorus grenade... Uh, it starts taking. It starts looking more and more like Natalie Portman, like sad Natalie Portman. Yeah. Uh, it starts taking on her face a little bit, and and uh, doesn't it put? Uh, doesn't it have her clothes or? Yeah, it begins it to start showing her clothes. Hi, Kitty. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and she pulls the pin on the phosphorus grenade and runs away, and. Uh, and the whole thing starts burning, burning from the inside. inside out. And I think it's interesting that the copy goes over to Kane, and it looks like there's this moment of sadness. Like if if the copies kind of keep the memories, but they're all jumbled together. I feel like the copy went over to Kane's skeleton and was sad because it also had like the love that Lena had for yeah. Kane as well uh, oh yeah that's cool um yeah because y- you you have to assume that it, it's 20 percent her or something yeah in all ways in, in terms of memory and everything and then uh 
if they get to the end and uh, she walks her way out. Yep, and uh, it goes to flash forward to the interview. She talks to Benedict Wong. And uh, wants to see her husband. Well, he well he even says like, "What did they want?" And she just goes, "I don't, I don't know. I don't think it wanted. I don't anything. think it wanted anything. Like, what did they look like?" And she's like, "I don't, I don't know." And he's like, "At least we know it's extraterrestrial." <laughs> and like that's it. And she's like, like uh, "Yeah, and, and it's it's seemingly gone now. Whatever. There's yeah. no trace of it anymore. It's they've sent teams in. Uh, so like so with those." Would that shark alligator revert back to whatever it was? I didn't feel it, like it would stay. Well, right, because still, when they still came a lot of out, problems. They, they were still fucked up when they came out, so I think anything that's made in there would still be made. Well, the theory in the book is that the reason why... Well, I mean, it's well, not they, the they theory. Sh- they the show the crystal trees collapsing. Yeah. So it seems like everything uh, is just going back true. to the way it was. Uh, so In the book? The reason why Kane gets better is because the the bubble expands so big that we can't see it. Like mm. it expands rapidly, the shimmer does, and so it re- expands. It doesn't contract down to zero. No, it expands so rapidly that we can't measure it anymore. Like it is, it's bigger than the Earth, basically, and the, oh, wow. that's that's why Kane gets better is because he's back inside the shimmer. Are we meant to believe then the whole then the whole earth is now Yeah. Inside the thing? Yeah. And that's what it's gonna be like forever? Well, I mean you gotta read the books, baby. <laughs> are the next books uh They're different. They're very weird. Are they different stories or are they continuation of the Glimmer Shimmer story? Yes. Glimmer are, are they a they're both different stories uh, and a continuation of the Mariah Shimmer story. Carey's movie Glimmer. They're about all? glitter. Glitter, the, glitter. The Mariah Carey movie. But then we see this kind of bullshit ending where, like, she goes to Kane and she says, "You're not Kane, are you?" And he says, "I don't think so." And he says, "Are you Lena?" And she doesn't answer. And they both hug, and both of them have weird changing eyes because they're no longer who they once were. The yeah. end. <laughs> I I think you're meant to believe that he. Is a copy made and but has become mostly like he was in the first place, and she is the original but is changed. Unless you believe that they all died in those first four days, and she is a copy of the original. And they're both copies. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. There's a lot of theories about it. I can't recommend this movie enough. Uh, I don't know if it's a good movie. It's yeah. not. It's not set up like it's. We we kind of told it as a regular story structure, but it isn't really. A regular story structure. It's uh, a good movie. I'll, I'll give it that. I don't, I don't think that it's, uh, you know, it's not hard science. No. And it's not meant to be. It's uh, a lot of cool things to think about and a lot brings up a lot of interesting uh, issues and, and scientific, like, little areas of thought. And the third act just makes, it doesn't, it it is existential dread <laughs> of a great feeling that I would not recommend falling asleep to. Oh, it's so good. But, uh, <laughs> but it is, it is a feeling like you're not scared. It's just this feeling that like you're not special. Like this alien is just copying you immediately. Like it's, it's great. Uh, it's the same feeling as like if the first time you watch 2001, a space odyssey and you see like the fetus outside the, yeah. ru- and like the space baby and, yeah. and the, uh, the, the traveling through dimensional uh, planes yeah. and stuff. 
Um, yeah, it's very uh, uh, ambient. Yeah. Sort of uh, has to be felt, man. So uh, call in and tell us what you fall asleep to. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm obsessive like that, though. Where, like, if I, if I find, like, a song I like, I'll listen to it repeatedly. Or, like, if I, if I see a movie I like, I'll watch it over and over again. Yeah, it's called um, uh, OCD. <laughs> no, it's not a CD. Like if I turn off a cla- if I turn off like a light, I have to turn it on and off like six or seven times. Yeah, but there there are different ways OCD shows itself, and one of them is uh, the obsessive part of obsessive compulsion disorder is you obsess over like something, and like if you like something, you you have to hear it multiple times. Well, I have yeah. never seen a doctor, so I can't be sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's normal. <laughs> it's like if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you follow them all the way back to Alhambra and. Uh, take down their number and then when they're sleeping blow the car up okay well that was full of specifics <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say it's like you know when people get a song stuck in their head that's that's also that's a, a bit of ocd six dozen one half dozen the other <laughs> no i feel like you blew up someone's property Cha-cha. uh cops please call in and tell us how you fall asleep <laughs> now you know why there's been helicopters circling us <laughs> yeah. most of the podcast um, this doesn't have anything to do with Annihilation, but oh. I did recently hear something you guys might be interested in. What's uh, that? Uh, I heard over in the White House, those boys are blowing each other. <laughs> it's canon. Oh, it's callback. <laughs> That's what? a callback from two, three, three episodes ago. ago? Yeah. Not three months. Well, maybe in time, but only three episodes ago. In uh, so, for, so the, for the faithful So to the people listener, listening, they're not as impressed. Mm-mm. For us, we're like, wow, that was a callback from three months ago. <laughs> but for the people listening, they're like, yeah, it was just three episodes ago. Yep. And uh, as always, we are going to check in with Mars Bowie, oh, yeah? uh, Steve, who's sitting on his couch uh, and is the weirdest guy on Mars. Don't cubert yourself. And don't cubert yourself. <laughs> we had some science stories picked out, but we've been talking for a long time. So maybe we'll get into some uh, DNA shit later. Yeah. I just want to say that... Uh, Octopuses probably are not aliens. No, they're even probably though not. every science blog reported that this week. Yeah. Um, but it's that was a fun story. Uh, yeah, it weirded me out. That that was fun to read, but also debunked just by zoologists everywhere. It's just not based in science, especially the one that's like, maybe octopus eggs came over on a meteor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about it for a minute. It's pretty similar. They, they were like, at some point in history, there was a squid in an a, a virus from outer space hit it yeah. and then it became an octopus or octopus eggs fell from the sky. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of problems with all of Both those of theories, those. Yeah. but it's fun to think about. Yeah, because octopus are great. Yep. I totally buy they're from outer space. I like squids I, too. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Squid Calamari with a little uh, lemon. I won't eat them. Butter. I won't, I, won't eat, I won't eat any cuttlefish or, or any cephalopods. Not a lie. Uh, I won't eat. No, I, won't, lie. I won't eat any cephalopod. I don't. I'm uncomfortable with how intelligent they are, and I don't. I don't like eating. Not squids. Squid are intelligent too. Yeah. Yeah, they want compared to hands. Compared to what? Not compared to me. I went no. to fucking engineering school. Yeah. They don't know shit. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to eat you, <laughs> Dave. I only eat dumb people, <laughs> like that goddamn guy who knocked on my door asking if I'd heard the good news. I ate that guy real quick. Barbecue. <laughs> Did he tell you the good news first? So- soy sauce. Yeah, the good news is that his legs went well with soy sauce. <laughs> Put him right on that grill. 
<laughs> he's and still it, alive. <laughs> and that's Science AF, everybody. <laughs> We're uh, all murderers. If, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, maybe we'll try to do some more sci-fi episodes in the future. Uh, whenever a good sci-fi movie comes out, maybe we should do a, a little... Or a particularly s- bad talk one. Talk about it. <laughs> or a really bad one. Jurassic World, we're looking at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of problems with the first Jurassic World. Yep. We'll see how that turns out. Deadpool 2, your science is bullshit. <laughs> um, cool. How's Cable's arm work? We'll be back next week. And see you then. Bye. 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 Love you. Oh, uh, wait, wait a second. Nope. I, I oh. guess Brian Musil can be reached online. He's a comedy writer extraordinaire. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, um, what, very funny guy. What, uh, Thank tell you. us uh, how to find you. Uh, you can find me online at uh, Brian G.D. Musil on Twitter. I don't use it that much. My name is Brian Musil on Facebook. Uh, with a Y. With a Y. B-R-Y-N. What's your, uh, your boy Brian on Instagram? Oh, at sup, everybody. It's your boy Brian. <laughs> uh, I've never actually promoted it before. It's It's a joke. No, uh, follow, please follow, sup, everybody, it's, it's your boy, Brian, Brian on it's, Instagram. Yeah, it's it's just really a, funny. It's me doing it's fake often characters, <laughs> just trying to, it's just making fun of desperate people, you it's, know? It's a character Brian does, usually when we're uh, drinking at three in the morning, and he puts up some really funny uh, improvs. It's really silly. Uh, check it all out, and uh, Tantrum Fourth Wednesdays, Film Club, we just showed Annihilation, uh, Film Club on the third Tuesdays of every month at 11 o'clock, the Pack Theater. On Santa Monica Boulevard, you come meet me in person. Bring me some popcorn. Come fight Brian. <laughs> I mean, come I'm, an, I'm an easy win. I'm six feet, 145 pounds. You've got this. Come get me. Annihilate him, by which I mean start to become him. And I'm at Dave Chacho on all the things. Jesse? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Jess Klein, one that's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I mostly tweet jokes or hating the president. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much just tweet angry things about politics. So yeah. get on board. <laughs> <laughs> Join our curmudgeon train. <laughs> uh, can I put my clothes back on? Uh, nope. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. What a recap. Science A. Science A. Science as fuck.